On the Double Down Michigan podcast, we explore topics related to the gaming industry in Michigan. Host Henry Williams, Michigan Gaming Control Board Executive Director, discusses responsible gaming, gaming legislation in our state, current trends, and more. We feature special guests from the gaming industry so you can get the inside scoop. Be sure to subscribe to Double Down Michigan, a podcast by the Michigan Gaming Control Board to stay up to date on the latest in gaming. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Double Down Michigan, a podcast by the Michigan Gaming Control Board. I'm your host, Henry Williams. And this month, we're celebrating Responsible Gaming Education Month. And with me today, I have the Michigan Gaming Control Board Responsible Gaming section. Um, I have the manager with us, Sandra Johnson, and her entire team. I have Sarah Rye with us. We have Brianna Taylor with us, and also Anne-Marie Coble. So before we get into the um, questions today, I just want you all to spend a second just letting the listeners know who you are and what you do. So how about we start with you, Anne-Marie? Sounds good. Thank you for having me here today, Henry. So I have been with the Michigan Gaming Control Board since November of 2019. I started working simultaneously with the Gaming Lab and assisting Sandra with the Disassociated Persons List. Eventually, I transitioned over to working full-time with Sandra and then we helped create the Responsible Gaming section. And today I help facilitate DPL appointments, RGD processing and removal applications, and attend outreach events on behalf of the Responsible Gaming section. I am Brianna, I'm super excited to be here today. Um, I've been with the agency for two years. Um, I started in Responsible Gaming, so I'm glad to be a part of that initial uh, group that started. I'm excited about all the work that we do and what's to come. Thank you. And Sarah Rye. Thank you very much for having me. I'm Sarah Rye. I'm the Responsible Gaming Coordinator in the Responsible Gaming section. I've been working with the agency for, I believe, my 10-year anniversary just passed, so it's very exciting. I've The first eight, nearly eight years, I worked in enterprise licensing and gained uh, a tremendous amount of experience in, in various aspects of the board. I love working here, and now in my role as a coordinator, I facilitate the um, diversion program, which offers uh, first-time offenders the option of completing a treatment program instead of prosecuting for trespassing, along with the department analysts that we also facilitate disassociated persons appointments and also coordinate efforts including vendor exhibitor outreach opportunities and scheduling presentations. Thank you, Sarah, and welcome back to um, Sandra Johnson to the podcast. Thank you, Henry, for having me again. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I have been with the Michigan Gaming Control Board for over 24 years, so I'm looking at my 25th year in January of 2024. So it's been a a great ride here at the Michigan Gaming Control Board. I've worked in various positions um, here with the board um, into my current position as a manager of the Responsible Gaming section. So as the staff has previously mentioned, we do a lot of uh, activities as it relates to Responsible Gaming. Um, I oversee coach direct the activities in the section on a daily basis and we ensure that we have the tools available and resources available to assist in promoting responsible gaming. Thank you Sandra and while we're on this subject can you share with our listeners a brief overview of the Michigan Gaming Control Board's responsible gaming section and what your role is within it? Yes 
After the Lawful Internet Gaming Act and Lawful Sports Betting Acts took effect in Michigan, the Responsible Gaming Section was formed to take a more proactive approach to addressing individuals with problem gambling. The Responsible Gaming Section, again, it consists of uh, myself and three amazing professionals that, that work with me, again, Sarah, Anne-Marie, and Brianna. Um, the section provides information and resources on responsible gambling to Michigan citizens while continuing to focus on the Michigan Gaming Control Board's mission to ensure the conduct of fair and honest gaming to protect the interests of the citizens of the state of Michigan. The section offers and facilitates voluntary self-exclusion from all legal regulated sites through the Responsible Gaming Database for online gaming or the disassociated persons list for self-exclusion from the three Detroit casinos, MGM Grand Detroit, Motor City, and Hollywood Casino at Greektown. We facilitate a diversion program, and we also lead an award-winning Don't Regret the Bet Responsible Gaming campaign. And that is a joint venture collaboration between the Michigan Gaming Control Board and King Media. The goal of that campaign is to prevent gambling problems before they start and reduce the number of people in Michigan who develop a serious gambling problem. To achieve this, we have developed ads about responsible gaming that are reaching Michiganders across the state on various platforms such as broadcast TV and radio advertising, point of sale video ads at gas stations, digital billboards, social media and digital media, including streaming services and podcasts. Thank you. And as you said, award-winning um, statewide campaign. I believe you all have received the VD Platinum Award and the Dotcom Platinum Award. That is correct, and we're very proud to have uh, received those awards. It, uh, again, is a, a joint venture with King Media. Um, that is our advertising agency that we've been working with. Um, Colleen King heads up that agency, uh, and we are just very proud to work with them, and we're proud of the work that we have been doing for Responsible Gaming. Great. Um, Sandra, what does Responsible Gaming mean, and how does it differ from problem gambling? Uh, great question, Henry. Responsible gaming occurs in a regulated environment where, where the potential for harm associated with gaming is minimized and people make informed decisions about their participation in gaming. So in other words, responsible gaming refers to the preventative measures implemented by the player as well as the casino, online operator, and the regulator to reduce gambling harm. So that would include taking breaks, not using gambling as a source of income, taking advantage of setting time and deposit limits, and only gamble with money that you can afford to lose. Problem gambling refers to the urge to gamble despite harmful negative consequences or a desire to stop. It is a behavior pattern that compromises, disrupts, or damages personal, family, or vocational pursuits. Thank you for that explanation, Sandra. I'm going to switch over and start asking some of your team members some questions. So, Anne-Marie, um, what are some signs and indicators of problem gambling? So, some signs could include individuals using monthly bill money to gamble with, borrowing money from family and friends to gamble, um, a sign of someone who is chasing losses with more gambling, meaning maybe the individual feels like if they just play a little bit more, they can make back the money that they've already lost. 
and lying about the time and money that someone has spent on gambling to friends and family. Okay, great. And Sarah, what are some common myths or misconceptions about problem gambling? Well, I'm glad uh, you mentioned that, or you're asking that, because there are some people that really think that this is a good way to make money. And while they might get lucky and win big in the long run, the odds are always in the favor of the house. Um, another one, people with a gambling problem play every day. That's not necessarily true. So actually, gambling addiction can take many forms and affect people in different ways. And some people might only gamble on occasion, while others may go on a binge and gamble for days at a time. So the important thing to remember is that the frequency of gambling doesn't determine whether someone has a problem. Another myth is gambling addiction only affects certain people, but in reality it affects all those around them. Their family members, their friends, even work can all be affected. So it's really important for those individuals to understand that there are myths out there and to really look into gambling and the effects it can have on their family and friends. Yeah, so the biggest myth is that gambling is an individual problem. It's really a societal and family problem. Okay. Uh, Brianna, um, have you seen an increase in requests for assistance for those struggling with gambling since the launch of Internet gaming and sports betting? Um, yes, Mr. Henry. I've absolutely um, seen an increase in requests for assistance um, with those that may be struggling with gambling. Um, for our section, I'm one of the primary processors for our internet gaming and online sports betting applications. So I'm kind of getting like a firsthand view of the volume of those applications that are coming in. Um, as you know, like the idea or the activity of internet gaming and sports betting was birthed in the middle of the pandemic. So the world was a lot different. The casinos were closed down. You know, essentially the world was closed down. So what we're noticing is for something that was a new activity that was introduced during the pandemic. It started out as being fun, something to do, and then here now in 2023, it's a full-blown addiction. Um, I had uh, a client, actually, he shared with me that he was so easy to fall into the internet gambling and sports betting because he said, I can't, he said, Brianna, I can't see the money leave as easily as I do at the casinos. He said, I can see myself putting a $100 bill in knowing that it's gone. He said, as opposed to online gaming and online gaming and sports betting, I can just attach my debit card and play all day. So now that we have people developing that new problem with gambling as it relates to online gaming and sports betting. So that just makes me happy to know that we're here, that we have those services, that we can help those individuals. No, you know, self-exclusion is not the cure, but at least we could kind of be a part of the remedy for some of those people. Yes, and establishing or using some of those online tools that's available to the citizens as um, the amount of money that they wager they right. can limit. For sure. Yes. Thank you. Um, Anne-Marie, um, how can individuals ensure they are engaging in responsible gaming practices? So hitting back on what Sandra mentioned about limits and what you just mentioned, Henry, um, one of the great things um, that people can do to make sure they engage in responsible gaming is to set limits. So there are many different types of limits. Um, people can set time limits. Um, they can set wager limits. Online gaming platform providers actually provide this option to individuals in their account settings. So an individual can set a limit on how, how much they spend on the app um, daily, weekly, or monthly. And they can also set wager limits. So they can set single wager limits for daily, weekly, monthly, or even 
total wager limit. So if they play multiple games and they hit their limit for the day, they will get booted out of their account. And they can also set account deposit limits. So they can only deposit, say, $100 a week into their account. So setting limits is a great way to start and stay responsible gaming. Great. Those seem like a lot of great tools for the citizens to use. Um, Brianna, um, back in March of this year, the Mitchell Gaming Control Board partnered with Keen Media, a public relations firm, to develop Don't Regret the Bet, an integrated marketing campaign which is already being recognized and recently won a Platinum Video Award and a Platinum.com Award. Can you please tell our listeners about this campaign and what the goal of it is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love our campaign. I'm super excited and glad to have been a part of it. Um, Ultimately, the goal for the Don't Regret the Bet campaign is outreach, education, and awareness. Um, Awareness, once for the agency, it's it's good for us. It helps us kind of give the opportunity to show the community who we are, what we do, and what we care about. Um, There's a lot of misconceptions about what the agency does and what our role is as it relates to gambling. Um, Also, it gives the opportunity... Um, for educating the community and bringing awareness to problem gambling. Um, It helps us share the signs and encourage responsible gambling. Um, By no means, we don't absolutely want to discourage betting. Um, We just want you to keep it fun, you know, keep it responsible. We don't want you to regret the bet, literally. We also want people to know that it's okay if it does become a problem, that there are resources for you, for you and that there's help available. For me, the only way to kind of get rid of the stigma to me is to start having those conversations and talking about it. Um, a lot of people don't even seek the help that they need because it's frowned upon and they aren't even aware of what their options are. So I'm glad that we have that outlet now with the ads and we try to p- portray real people with real problems and real situations. All right, great, thank you. Anne-Marie, can our listeners visit don'tregretthebet.org to find helpful resources and tips? And what kind of information is available to them on that website? Of course, listeners can visit don'tregretthebet.org, our wonderful resource that we have available for Michiganders. Uh, There are many things on the website and resources for individuals. For example, tips on how to stay responsible gaming. Um, They can read more about myths and truths on problem gambling. And they can also take self-assessment quizzes. Uh, There's also printable resources, literature that individuals can download, um, ones that pertain to seniors, adolescents, um, their own self-assessment they can take and carry with them that they can print out. Um, There are many other resources available for contact links to Gamblers Anonymous, Gammonon, and also a link to our direct website, the Machine Gaming Control Board's website, for even more resources. All right, great. Sarah, are there other resources or support systems available for individuals experiencing gambling-related issues? Well, absolutely. As Anne-Marie mentioned, we have the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, or 24-7 Problem Gambling Helpline. And again, that number is 800-270-7117. And also there's the Gamblers Anonymous, which offers group meetings in person and virtually. And Gammonon offers meetings for friends and family for those struggling with gambling-related issues. And 
Something that I know a lot about is those wishing to ban themselves from gambling at the three Detroit casinos can consider the voluntary self-exclusion programs. We have, so the disassociated persons list, an individual can ban themselves from the Detroit casinos, which does require an in-person appointment. So please give us a call and we can talk through what that appointment looks like. And also those struggling with online gambling, they can ban themselves by completing an application for the Responsible Gaming Database. This will close their accounts with all 15 online operators in Michigan for a period of one year or five year. So please go to our website. As Amory mentioned, all the resources that are there and Department of Health and Human Services, their website has information and those Gammonon and Gambler Anonymous websites have a lot of resources there as well. Great. Sarah, um, I know the team has been investing a great deal of time on prevention efforts and community outreach to help people keep gambling fun. How many events have you all attended so far this year, and how do people react when you give them our educational materials? I'm so glad you mentioned this because this has been the best part of my job so far in working in responsible gaming. We've been to over 20 events, and that, that includes conferences, uh, vendor events, fairs, and things like that. We've been to the National Conference of Gambling Addiction and Responsible Gaming in D.C. I was fortunate to attend that this summer. And CMHA's the Summer Conference in Traverse City. And also more recently, Brianna and I went to the annual Substance Use and Co-Occurring Disorder Conference in Lansing. And we met with so many people that these counselors out there that still don't know about some of these resources that we we have. We have individuals going to them and, and expressing that they have gambling issue and um, some of the counselors aren't aware of the exclusion programs. And so giving them that information really arms them with, with more to help their clients and their, the response has just been wonderful. We also went to the zoo too. The Detroit Zoo um, was an amazing event. It was called ViewFest in June and that was a great place to meet a variety of all ages of people and the surprises when someone says, oh, I had no idea these resources were out there or I've never heard of the Gaming Control Board and that makes a lot of sense. I'm so glad you're out there. The internet gaming is affecting this person and this person and this person in my family. It seems there's always somebody who knows somebody who's affected by gambling. So the response has been very positive and I'm just so glad to be out there sharing these resources and informing everybody about both the Gaming Control Board, Don't Regret the Bet campaign and Responsible Gaming and so on. All right, thank you. Um, Brianna, um, there are specific strategies or tips for parents to safeguard their children from gambling? Um, there are several. Um, I can give just a few. One of the strategies I would suggest for parents to safeguard their children from gambling would first be to ensuring that your children are playing age-appropriate games. Um, sometimes there are games that can introduce interest to your child um, even before their time and then giving them a negative interest in something that they shouldn't have even been exposed to quite yet. Um, next thing I would also try to encourage is that your children play games that are educational or skill-based versus prize or reward-based, um, such as like chess or checkers or something that has like an educational uh, background to it. There are several games that actually mirror um, gambling as far as the structure and the prize and even cards. And there's even some games that mirror slot machines. So, of course, just also being aware of what your children are playing. Um, also, 
starting at home, being aware of what your children are seeing and experiencing at home um, and what they're exposed to at home. If your children know that dad has a weekly poker night game, of course, your children are going to develop an interest into poker and potentially into um, additional forms of gambling as well. And of course, um, setting rules, setting limits as far as screen time, what they're playing, how long they're playing it. And ultimately, just talk to your children, find out what they're doing on those games, what they're being exposed to, and share with them um, the potential harm of gambling before it even starts. Yeah, and to that point, I would say to parents also to restrict the access that these children have. Absolutely. Growing up, I didn't have access to my parents' credit cards, their social security numbers, all the know your customer information that For you sure. need to enroll online to gamble. So I would tell parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, keep your information private. Do not give access to your kids, your credit card numbers and your passcodes, you know, because then they can go online and create these accounts in your name. So parents, loved ones, be very careful um, of your information. Sarah, how might someone contact us to have our responsible gaming team attend a community event or go talk to a youth in schools about gambling and addiction and the signs to watch out for? Please call us directly. You can contact any one of us at our helpline, our responsible gaming helpline, which is 888-223-3044. And go ahead and email us at mgcb-rgd at michigan.gov. They can go to our Responsible Gaming section on our website. If you go to the Michigan Gaming Control Board website, there's a Responsible Gaming tab on the top, and that's where you can find all all of our information. There's an inquiry form to request us to come out and do a presentation. And you can also check out our Facebook page. Our social media analyst does a great job sharing resources and posting information about our events. But I definitely urge you to reach out. Uh, We can schedule a a meeting and either do an in-person presentation or a virtual presentation. We just really want to get the word out about, as we've been saying, responsible gaming and the resources available. And um, also we can mail out packages of materials. So please contact us for that. We have a lot of literature, brochures, rack cards that can be very helpful for whether it's your um, agency could use the information to share or in your community. We can mail those out to you. So please, please contact us. I'd be happy to talk you through it. Great. And Sandra, is there a phone number people can call for help with problem gambling? Yes, we've given out a couple of phone numbers, but I, I would like to just reiterate those numbers again. They can reach out to the Responsible Gaming section at 888-223-3044. Staff is available to answer any questions that individuals may have. If people have a problem with gambling and need to speak to someone regarding any type of treatment, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services is available at 1-800-270-7117. There is also a national hotline available for individuals to call as well, and that number is 1-800-GAMBLER, G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Thank you. And before we wrap, I just want to go around the room and ask each of you to share any final thoughts any of you would like to share with us. So, Anne-Marie, any final thoughts? Thanks, Henry. Uh, Yes, so I would just say that if you decide to gamble, make sure that you stay responsible while gambling or gaming, and just to make sure that, you know, 
Gambling is for entertainment purposes only. So make sure you know you stick to your limits, set your boundaries, and stick to them. And just have fun gaming and make sure you stay responsible while doing so. Um, I guess for me, it was just me to know that there's no shame in asking for help. Um, if you notice that it is becoming a problem, there are agencies and organizations here to help you. So I would just say that. Have no shame about it. Great. Thank you. Sierra? Well, I just want to say I unfortunately I can't help you with your account password if you're locked out of the online gaming site, but but please contact us in our responsible gaming section for any issues you may have if you're struggling with gambling too much, you have a friend or family struggling too much, we can we can provide you resources. Reach out to the Problem Gambling Helpline, come to one of our events, ask for some resources to be mailed to you see if there's a presentation you would like in your community. Um, reach out for any of those, and I'd, I'd love to discuss that with you. Thank you. And finally, Sandra, any final thoughts? Yes. I just want to let people know, if you choose to gamble, please do it responsibly and ensure that you are using legal, regulated sites. You know, if you're not using those regulated sites, you can be in a world of trouble. So if you are going to gamble, make sure those sites are legal and regulated. And you can find that list of regulated sites on our website at www.michigan.gov forward slash MGCB. Information is there. It's available. We have frequently asked questions, resources. Please reach out for any help or assistance that you may need. The Michigan Gaming Control Board is available for you um, with any questions that you may have. And if we can't answer them, we can refer you to where you need to go. Um, in the words of our executive director, any form of gambling is for entertainment purposes only. And remember, don't regret the bet. Thank you all so much. I want to thank you all for joining me this month for Responsible Gaming Education Month. And I really just want to thank you all publicly because, you know, I had an ideal and a vision of what I wanted for our Responsible Gaming section and what type of work I wanted us to do. But you all have exceeded all of my expectations. And so I just want to thank you all so much for all the hard work that you all are doing. And for the listeners, um, make sure you listen um, to this podcast and our future podcasts. And, and thank you for uh, listening at all. So thank you all so very much. Thank you thank for you. having thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you.